You're listening to How to SaaS, the number one podcast to grow your cloud software company with marketing, sales, and customer success in just 10 minutes a day. Each episode will feature a tip, hack, or secret to take your SaaS company to the next level. And now, here's your host and growth strategist, Shiv Narayanan. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited for today's guest. His name is Neil Patel. You're probably familiar with him. Founder of Crazy Egg Hello Bar, and he was also involved as the head of marketing at Kissmetrics. Uh, really famous in the content marketing world for all the amazing blogs that he's built over the years. Some of them, some blogs totaling over millions and millions uh, of visitors and traffic per month. So uh, really excited to have this guest on. Uh, it was actually a pretty interesting interview with Neil. Um, I started off the conversation, and it's actually a brief one, but there's a lot of value in it. Uh, but yeah, we started the conversation off talking about content marketing because, I mean, it's Neil Patel, so why would I not ask him about content marketing? But uh, midway through the interview, Neil really switched things up and um, opened up about some of his experiences at Kissmetrics, at uh, Hello Bar and Crazy Egg, and uh, things that he wished he'd done differently. Uh, the the obsession with the focus on content marketing and why that can be bad for many SaaS companies, especially in the early stages or if you don't have enough cash and why you should be focusing on other channels like business development, partnerships, and uh, targeting people that already have your customers and trying to get them to your software. So it's a, it's a really interesting interview. The, the top half of the interview will give you some of the standard content stuff that you probably heard from Neil before, but the back half is, uh, is really awesome. Uh, also, just forgive the audio quality on this one. It's uh, There's something wrong with the mics on my, my end and Neil's end, you can hear like a phone going off, but uh, I, trust me, it's it's worth it to listen through all that to uh, what Neil has to say about what uh, people should be doing when it comes to content marketing, depending on what stage they're at. Uh, so enjoy the interview and be sure to share the episode with your content team and the rest of your marketing team just so they can get an idea of what uh, Neil is saying and all the takeaways that you can have for your content and uh, marketing day-to-day operations. Thanks. All right, Neil, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on and taking the time. Uh, why don't you start off by giving a background of yourself, uh, the SaaS companies you work with, and then we'll take it from there. Sure. Um, my background, uh, you know, as you already know, is a critic to SaaS companies, Crazy, Kissmetrics, um, Hello Bar, uh, blog at neilpatel.com. But yeah, that's mainly it. It's just blog. Work on some SaaS stuff. I spend most of my days doing emails. <laughs> right, and, and the thing that you're most well known for is building the content engine for those companies, right? So, how did you get started in that world, and and what 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 are, what are some of the you know set plays that you go to when you're thinking about content marketing for SaaS companies? Yeah, when I think about content marketing for SaaS companies, it, it, it's more so how can you create content that helps them solve their problems that are related to your product. Not directly related, but indirectly. If you're a marketing product, then you want to give them marketing advice, etc. And so, so define directly versus indirectly. Maybe you can use some examples there. Uh, directly would be, let's say, if you're selling Crazy Egg, which does A-B testing, I would talk about conversion optimization and tips. I would also talk about getting more traffic, because without the traffic, you can't do conversion optimization. Um, and just give traffic tips on how people can grow their site, grow their conversions, grow their sales, cool A-B tests, etc. 
Right. And so let's talk about the traffic piece, because I think that's something that you're really good at compared to other uh, SaaS companies that do a lot of content marketing, which is driving hundreds of thousands of visitors to certain blog posts or just a blog in general. Uh, What does your process look like when you're talking about building out content that generates that kind of traffic? And it's really free traffic, right? Yeah. Um, So the the big thing with traffic generation is... Like when you're doing traffic generation, you have to first figure out what's your goal with the traffic. Is it more signups, more sales? Like for e-commerce sites, it's really hard. For SaaS websites, when you're doing traffic, see, we made this mistake at Kissmetrics in which we just blog about anything that really related to marketing because our customers were marketing oriented. And there was one big issue. The big issue is our clients would pay $10 million or they needed $10 million or more in revenue. That was our ideal client. But yeah, a lot of our content was focused around people who were just starting off. So you got to figure out how, not just how to get more traffic, but how to get relevant traffic. So we should have wrote articles, let's say if we were writing it on e-commerce marketing, we should have wrote articles on like um, how to take your e-commerce site from $10 million a year in revenue to $100 million, right? How to grow your e-commerce site from 100,000 monthly visitors to a million, etc. like articles like that would have got less traffic but when more qualified people and so how do you figure that out what does that research process look like to say these are the topics that we should be writing about for the audience that we want for the SaaS product what does that process look like so the the way I see it is so the way we figure out is just talking to our sales rep but I'm trying to figure out if you don't have sales reps Um, I'll Mm -hmm. survey you know you just or talk to customer support this is talking to different divisions to figuring out who your ideal customer is, what they want to end up learning. And then from there, talking to some of those customers directly and then coming up with topic ideas and then releasing them. It, what about things like SEO research and figuring out if there's people already searching for that stuff online? I don't worry about it too much because if you talk to enough of your potential customers, you'll find out the problems they have and that's good enough. Mm, and so that's the starting point instead of doing like the SEO research that a lot of people recommend. Yep, exactly. Okay, so once you figure out the topic, let's say you're putting out a piece of content. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff out there with you and videos and webinars and things like that where you're talking about, you know, don't just produce a small piece of content. There's a lot of competition out for particular keywords and things that you're trying to rank for. Go, go more epic than the thing that's ranking at number one and number two. And like you have, I think a couple of things that you mentioned is that you rank for the top two blog posts for online marketing, right? So what is what is making a post like that take and how big are we talking about? Well, there's a few things I do. One, I go look at everyone who ranks in the top 10 or 20, see what they talk about, make sure I talk about all that plus more. The next thing I do is think about like uh, poke at it, right? So let's say you want to type in a topic or you want to write about a topic like online marketing. You want to poke at it, like see if there's any holes. Oh, what was if someone's a newbie? What was if someone's an advanced person? What was if someone has an e-commerce site, etc. In essence, you want to cover every single angle possible because that thoroughness is what helps you rank. It's when it's not thorough, that's when you won't rank well. But then at the end of the day, even if you produce the most epic piece of content out there, right, you still need to get out there and promote it and get those backlinks going. So um, just for the audience, can you describe like what the promotion process looks like? How are you getting other sites to, to link to this, these particular posts that you're putting out there? 
So when I when this other website is linking to me, it's a really simple strategy. I don't go for the links. I actually go for social shares. More visibility means indirectly more, or more directly more people seeing it and indirectly a higher chance that someone links to it. And the way I do it is I go to buzzsumo.com, type in keywords, click on the view shares button. From there, once I click on view shares, it shows me all the people who shared it on Twitter. I then message them out. So I may end up saying, hey, Sheev, I noticed you shared. Oh, keep in mind, I have to go Google and find their email. And once I get that, I may message them out like, Hey, Sheev, I noticed you shared this article on 10 ways to do SEO research for a newbie marketer. Um, I actually have a more advanced article coming out that breaks down uh, 11 ways to do research as a newbie, um, 11 ways to do keyword research as a newbie marketer and how to rank for those keywords. Um, let me know if you want to see that article. It's coming out next week. I can give you a sneak peek. And you'd be like, sure. And then I'll respond back with, here you go. Cheers, Neil. Mm -hmm. and, and then you're hoping that that person is then going to go ahead and share that article with their audience. Yeah, and then I take all the people I link to. Um, uh, then I take all the people who we're linking out to in the article. Then what I do is I email them saying, hey, Sheev, you got an amazing site. So much so I even linked out to you in my latest uh blog post and um what is it called so much so that uh that I, linked, I love what you're doing so much so that i linked out to you my latest blog post feel free and check it out here uh cheers neil p.s if you like it uh feel free and share it it would make my year something like that mm -hmm. <laughs> and is this is this more of like a tactic to to drive traffic where it's one of the many things you're doing to to drive traffic to a particular blog post yeah, there's many things I'm doing, but are, those are actually the main two things I'm doing, plus sharing it on the social one. Plus sharing it, but, then, but then you have a big audience, right? So what do you say to somebody that doesn't have a big audience? Like, how, 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 does, how, how would it work for them? No, no, no. This is actually the main way I do it, even if you don't have audience. This is the best strategy for people who don't have an audience, because you don't need an audience to get people to share using these strategies. Right. Right. So you, when you say social, you mean going after these people that are out there sharing it and then, and then ha finding traffic through them. Correct. Right. Okay. And, and so you're saying that all, like, of all the, all the tactics that have worked for you, this is the, these are two, the two fundamental things that are driving the most traffic for you? What about things like uh, guest posts and, and other strategies like that that can get the content out there? Yeah, guest posting and stuff used to work not as well anymore. So I really do fix uh, stick with this because it works the best. I see. Okay, and 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 how much? How, not every article is going to obviously succeed and and get get traction through a process like this, right? So how how much content should people be producing? How often? And how much should they be promoting? And then what kind of results should they expect to see? Like, should what will one out of every three articles succeed? Like, what's the success rate? It varies on the success rate, but they should be writing at least three pieces of content per week. There's no like guarantee, like oh, if you write three, one will succeed. It doesn't work that way. With uh, with the SaaS companies where you've run teams that are focused on work like this, how many people are usually on that team? Like how many people are writing? How many people are out there promoting? The way I like breaking it up, you have one person who's a blog editor, okay. 
And they go to like jobs.problogger.net. They go recruit writers and pay them like 200 bucks per article, 300 max. And then the blog editor sending out the emails and promoting. So that person is out there um, getting content from these writers and then they play like the role of editor and they're also out there promoting. Uh, That's correct. doing both. Right. And so b basically with freelancers, you're achieving a lot of leverage out of one person. Yeah, and it's so much cheaper. Right. So when you, when you think about content marketing teams and how uh, SaaS companies should be structuring them, like how big does the team need to be to be churning out three to five pieces of content? Like, does, is it is it just like one to three people, or can it, does it need to be much bigger than that? Well, with one editor, you can get out seven pieces to fourteen pieces of content per week, and then you would just have to keep paying writers based on how much they produce. Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know anything else that you want to share that might be interesting here. Well, the, the biggest thing with the SaaS market is, and I learned this the hard way, look at Kissmetrics and look at Miss Panel. Who has more traffic? I would guess, I would guess Kissmetrics. Why would you say that? Just because of the blog. Okay. Who's worth more money? Uh, I believe Mixed Panel's bigger, right? Yeah. But they have less than half the traffic. Why are they bigger? And they're substantially they're, they're probably 10x bigger. Because they're putting marketing dollars into other other avenues, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, much marketing. They do a lot of sales. Um, mixed up, it's premium before us. Um, I don't even think it's... I'm not at Kissmetrics. I haven't been there for a long time. Um, they never shifted to premium, right? Um, as a SaaS company... Blogging shouldn't be your main driver for customers. You got to figure out how to get the product to market itself. It's actually cheaper and more cost effective. From yeah, go straight to market, picking up the phone and dialing, working out deals with like the Y combinators and getting them to give it all the way to their people. Because even though these guys won't pay, they're influencers, right? So it gets out there that everyone's using your stuff. Um, another thing that you could end up doing is. Trying paid advertising, getting them to a lead gen page, and then having a sales rep call and close them. Right? Simple stuff like that works. Doing webinars, joint webinars with other companies who have big email lists, and then collecting leads from there and having your sales guys follow up and close. These are all strategies that work without creating a blog. Everyone just thinks you can market your SaaS company by blogging, but there's so many ways, right? Um, and Kissmetrics is one of the smaller SaaS companies, and if you think about it, they have one of the most amount of traffic out there on the web. I kid you not, they have so much traffic on the web, but yet the revenue is so small per visitor. Right. Well, that's also because a lot of the people that are coming to the site, they're so far removed from being ready to purchase the software, right? Because you're targeting for all kinds of keywords with the content, but people might just be coming there for an, for an educational thing versus the software. They get 14, when I was there, they were getting 14,000 leads a month. You're telling me it takes more than 14,000 leads to create a company that's worth $100 million? Well, when we say leads, though, do we mean email captures or qualified leads for sales or, or like qualified leads? Not qualified leads, a free trial lead. Free trial lead, right. But right. out of those, a portion have to be qualified, right? 
Are you, are you saying, yeah, right. But you're saying that those leads are bad leads or, or not a good fit? Or? No, 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 a lot of them are good. This, the, the, I, I, I know why Kissmetrics didn't do it. It's still a kick-in, right? The problem, hardest problem is, is the product is hard to sell because it's not an easy pitch. For example, one of our other companies, Hello Bar, you put a JavaScript on the page, helps boost your conversion rate because there's an enterprise solution for five grand a month and the guys just do all the work. That's simple. You have traffic, here's your estimation, put this JavaScript on, we'll do everything, we'll get you roughly 10, 20, 30% more conversions. Simple pitch, right? So what I learned through the whole SaaS uh, process through KISS, especially from a marketing perspective, depending on how complex your product is, it is really hard to sell. I'd rather have a simpler product with a lot less traffic because it makes it easier to sell. Right. And so, and so looking back at your time at Kissmetrics, would you have spent lesser time on the blog and more time on other channels? I would have spent more time trying to figure out how to make the product more simpler and make the pitch more simpler. Mm, right. So with Crazy Egg and some, and some of your other companies, how have you... How how have you changed that? Like Hello Bar, I, I get it because it's self-explanatory, but but Crazy Egg is is kind of in the same same realm, right? So how have you adjusted with with something like that? Well, Crazy Egg is more A/B testing. It's really simple. See where visitors click. You generate more conversions by running an A/B test. It's a simple pitch, right? Compared to compared to Kiss Metrics, where you need to set things up and and really understand where the value is in the software. Yeah, exactly. It's much harder to sell. Right. So almost you're saying focus on product market fit or product messaging almost before you worry about channels. Yeah, worry about product marketing before you worry about channels. And that's the opposite that most people take. Right. They, they just think about, okay, well, I have these 10 ideas for a blog post. Let me start writing those. Yeah, but if your, your marketing message is off, then who gives a shit, right? You're not going to generate any sales. And so if a SaaS company is starting out, or let's say, you know, a lot of SaaS companies are built with the, uh, you know, predictable revenue model where you have SDRs calling out and uh, they, then you have account executives who follow up and close. So a lot of SaaS companies grow to 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 10 million even with that model. Um, at what point do you introduce content or do you not even introduce content and you try a bunch of other channels before that? Like you try paid media first and you go to partnerships, maybe referrals and advocacy. Do you need to go the content route? It's not about your size, it's about how much money do you have. If you have $20 million in the bank, it's worth doing content. If you have a million dollars in the bank, it's not worth doing it. Right, because you need to be very patient. The return takes a long time to come back. Exactly. When you have twenty million, you can't burn all the money, so might as well just build the traffic base early on, right? Even if it doesn't monetize and you don't have your product messaging right, that's okay. You have twenty million dollars in the bank, right? And that's why companies that are super well funded will hire content people right off the top. Exactly. Right. But when you're bootstrapping, you don't have that luxury. No. Unless you're writing the blog post yourself. Isn't there something to be said about? the fact that content marketing though can help you bootstrap because then you don't have to spend money on on paid or sales reps yeah but it takes so long do you have six months to bootstrap content marketing six months to a year a runway probably not I, I guess a lot of people 
uh, first build out content engines, right? Like Omar Zenholm has been on this podcast. He built up the $100 MBA podcast. He did that for years. And then he had an audience. And then he came out with a SaaS product, which is Webinar Ninja, which he could then sell to that same audience, which is a little bit different, right? Because you've already put in that time up front. Whereas we're talking about you started a SaaS company now, which way do you go? Yeah, and I'm saying I do the same thing too as Omar. I build up an audience before I build a product. Um, but I'm late in my career, right? I've been doing this for 16 years now. If I was most people, I would build a product, make sure you're solving a problem, uh, get your product marketing right, and just hit the ground try you doing scrappy tactics, uh, close deals. What are these tactics? I have no idea, but it varies per company, right? Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, that's great. I, I don't think I don't think there's anything much much else to cover. So, uh, any final thoughts before we close it down? Yeah. I've seen a lot of SaaS companies, right? Uh, my a lot of other people's have invested in a ton, and I've learned one thing. You know what the best way to typically grow a SaaS company is? Tell me. Um, biz dev. Someone has your customers right now, right? Mm-hmm. So with Hello Bar, which, you know, let's say helps people collect more emails, I could end up making it where, um, I could end up making it where we partner up with like the MailChimps of the world and they drive customers or a constant contact and they try to drive more enterprise customers. You get what I mean? Because if their customers use our product, they're going to be more ingrained in constant contact, so they're going to keep paying us, keep paying them longer. So it's their benefit to sell our product to their users. Right. So and and you also shortcut the list building phase and go straight to somebody who already has millions of people or thousands of hundreds of thousands of people on their list that are that are paying them that are paying them, right? And and have you done that with Hello Bar? Yeah, we have with quite a few companies. Got it. Okay. Um, well, last but not least, man, I just want to appreciate you for taking the time for doing this. Uh, a lot of good knowledge to share. I think most people turn to you for uh, content marketing, but I think the experience of you know content marketing is not the only way. It's a unique message, so I want to thank you for taking the time for doing that. Yeah, that's why I want to switch it up because it's like there's no point in just having everyone focus on content marketing when it's the wrong approach for most startups, or especially in the SaaS world. Yeah, I agree. It's the right message. Thanks for doing this, man. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes and to check us out at www.howtosass.com. And we will see you next time.